Hi there and thanks for joining us and Happy New Year. Well, 2021 has started with another lockdown, but that hasn't deterred us here on Red Business because on this podcast, we hear about the cruise line technology that has helped the army control COVID. We hear the retailer that expanded not once, but twice in Cork last year and the army of knitting enthusiasts who make woolly hats for dogs. That is an actual thing. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. COVID-19 threw up lots of different challenges, but lots of companies managed to innovate in ways that perhaps they wouldn't have done had there not been a global pandemic. And my next guest is with a company that is a great example of that. Fergal Kelly, CEO of Digisoft. How are you and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jonathan, and thanks very much for having us on the show today. You've been really busy in the last while. Um, I know when I spoke to you before, we were talking about wearables and uh, people on cruise lines and making sure that they could pay and open the door with the same little wristband. And it was all great technology for time when you could go on a cruise ship. But you managed to evolve that technology for a very practical use for the Irish Defence Forces during the pandemic. Tell me what you did. Well, basically, we'd been working with um, cruise lines in North America for about four years on on that wearable device. And when we saw the uh, pandemic begin to shut down businesses and hospitals, we realized that we could repurpose it um, to make use of its Bluetooth capability to help enforce two-meter distancing and the 15-minute contact limit. So we set about working with our engineers and our partners, Accesso in the UK, to repurpose the wearable devices uh, for use in in situations where you can't avoid being close to people, uh, typically hospitals, care homes, and obviously the army on their peacekeeping duties, especially in the Middle East and Africa. So the clever little bit of technology tells you if you get too close to somebody or if you spend too long in their company. So effectively making sure that you don't become a close contact. That's that's the theory, isn't it? That's that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, in in general, what we found, and I think you could you could probably guess as much as well. People are fairly poor at judging what two meters is. They typically get it wrong by by fifty percent. And also, it's difficult to judge 15 minutes of a conversation. Um, more to the point, you typically interact with people in smaller segments throughout the day. So rather than one continuous 15-minute encounter, you have multiple encounters of maybe three or four or five minutes. And if you don't track based on that, you lose 25% of those encounters. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's important there because it all does add up. So working with the Defence Forces, you were able to kind of help them make sure, on, on the groups particularly travelling overseas and they have important work to do overseas, that, that they they reduce the risk as much as possible. That was the plan. Did it work? Um, yes. So so clearly the, the Army um, are working with the United Nations in countries like Syria and Lebanon. So they have two two duties. Uh, one clearly to partake in the uh, the peacekeeping mission, but also it's as important that they do not introduce COVID into those countries themselves. So they isolate for two weeks before they travel uh, to ensure that they have no outside encounters. 
And then it's as important in those two weeks, uh, almost a belt and braces approach, that they also enforce the two metre and 15 minute duration uh, limits with each other. Uh, so initially we tried it out in the uh, cadet training camp in August for the new intake in a, in a classroom setting so that we could evaluate encounters in a classroom. And we followed this up with the two battalions going to Syria and Lebanon in uh, September and October. Um, broadly, yes, the figures that came back confirmed what we had seen in commercial settings that initially people don't realize that the duration of their encounters is too long and that the distance, the two meter measurement, they frequently underestimate. Uh, so what you see initially is people breaching the limits in the first day or two, but then the band, because it's alerting you to, um, to those breaches, you begin to see a change in behavior and that people observe the two meters and the 15 minutes uh, more regularly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all about conditioning and conditioning our minds to, to what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. There's other applications for this. I know it obviously was rolled out uh, with the Defence Forces, but you mentioned nursing homes, you mentioned hospitals. We're living with this virus until such time as uh, the vaccine rolls out extensively. So th there are real practical applications for this in very sensitive environments. Absolutely. And, and to, be, to be honest, that was our initial thinking when we responded like this. We, we realised that using a smartphone as, as you know, um, prevalent as they are in, in society, they're not practical uh, for school kids. They're not practical in hospitals. They're not practical on building sites, uh, nor in care homes. And if you, if you add up all of those people, it's, it's a third of the population at least. So we need um, a solution that addresses that segment or those segments of the population as well. And especially in uh, care homes where people can't carry mobile phones and where they may wander around and you need to track them because the alternative is too many people end up having to isolate and isolate incorrectly. And in a hospital setting, that's disastrous when the frontline are trying to treat uh, people who are seriously ill. Mm. I mean, you, you're at that sharp end of it, um, but you're at the other side of it as well, uh, on the cultural side. And I love the work that you've done with Nano Nagel Place and the Crawford Art Gallery because uh, you, you've been working with them to offer virtual tours of cultural spaces. Um, now, this, is, this has long-term applications, but there's an immediate application with it as well that we might be able to see a little bit of something that we physically can't go to. Yes. So we... Um we started building digital twins, virtual twins of um, industrial settings and cultural settings about three years ago uh, to, to help introduce these museums um, and galleries to, to a wider audience, um, partly for education, sometimes for marketing. But yes, in, in, a, in a pandemic, um, it's possibly the only way you can access some of these cultural attractions. Um, so we, we've been delighted to help uh, Nano Nagel and the Crawford um, broaden broaden their offering to to a wider audience. And what does it involve when you say virtual twins? Um, if somebody was to log on to it and and to access, which they can do, what what will it mean? What's the user experience? Basically, we use a a very high powered camera 
um, that takes 360 degree um, shots of various galleries and rooms in the in the museums and we enhance these uh, with imagery and video and audio so that even though you can't physically attend the, um, the museum or gallery you can bring it up on a, on a laptop you can bring it up on a smart tv um, and you can navigate through it using your mouse into any room and find out more about any statue or painting that might be in the building so as as an immersive experience compared to just looking at a photograph what you tend to get is people engaging much more with it and uh, at, at least a 25 percent uptick on on time that they spend learning about what it is they're looking at and hmm. now, of course, industry, the, real, the, the challenge, Fergal, is that you, you don't want people to stop visiting these galleries when they open. But I think the potential here is endless because you can open up the likes of Nanonagel and the Crawford to an audience who might never visit Cork um, and who might not get in there. But you can you can really grow your brand to an international audience while not interfering with those who physically come through the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, that was part of our thinking that there are there are thousands and thousands of people who, as you say, will never get to Ireland. Um, there are people even within Ireland who are too ill or frail, perhaps, to get into a museum. So there are there are lots of underserved people in community in the community who who could benefit from this. Um, and it it extends even now in the pandemic uh, to industry because, uh, as, as you've seen in the press and you know well, uh, we, we derive a lot of our income from um, foreign investment. And it's difficult now for that foreign investment to visit the country. So again, one of the only ways that they can preview and look at the fantastic facilities we have in Ireland is to do so virtually. Fergal, it's uh, it's fascinating to see the technology evolve and be used in different ways. Uh, the website, if anyone wants to have a look at it, it's digisoft.tv, digisoft.tv. Fergal Kelly, CEO of Digisoft, thank you so much for joining us on Red Business and best of luck in 2021. Thanks again, Jonathan, and uh, Happy New Year to you as well. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Now, the breadth of businesses in Cork never ceases to amaze me. And I have to say, the next one took me a while to get my head around. Uh, So we're going to make sure that I have my head around it correctly by speaking to the founder of Irish Dog Designs, Ursula McGrath. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What, pray tell, is Irish Dog Designs? Okay, it's um, handed sweaters and hats and jackets. For dogs, all hennit, made here in Cork. So are you doing all the knitting yourself or are you getting oh, no. a troop of knitters? I have a troop of knitters all knitting from home. And at the moment, the way things are, they're thrilled because they're all very, very busy and they can do from home. So what kind of knits are we talking about here? I mean, we've all seen what a dog coat looks like, but I've never seen a hat on a dog. Okay, well, I specialise only on Aran knits. So it's all traditional Aran sweaters, traditional Aran hats for dogs. Only Aran's hand knit in 100% wool. So basically the same as a human being wears, but it's for a dog. Right, okay. And how do the dogs feel about the Aran knits going on their head? Because like dogs, are they're sensitive owl creatures. Well, what I found is we say trained dogs, you know, your domestic dogs, not a bother. 
maybe a dog that's living in the country that certainly has never put on a coat or a jacket because he's living in maybe mud out the back or those dogs not so much yeah they wouldn't feed it very well i mean i'd, I'd imagine if you had a dog rolling around in in, in, in mud. the mud or, 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 or something worse that they are iron sweater wouldn't be up to much so is it just that no so there's hats and sweaters yeah there's hats and sweaters. The hat actually has been the biggest hit. I mean, the the sales on hats before Christmas was unreal. It's a real funky hat where his ears hang out the side. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and obviously dogs come in different shapes and sizes. Do you have to tailor the hat for the dog? Yeah, I have eight sizes. And a lot of my work is where people will ask for special sizes, special measurements, because there's no two dogs really the same. <laughs> Very few. Yeah, no, there isn't, to be fair. And I should look, if we bought a jumper for ourselves, they're all individual as well. Um, How how sturdy are they? Because, you know, I, I think of a jumper. The jumper I'm wearing right now is probably two years old. Uh, would these dog jumpers be as sturdy? Absolutely. I only use natural fibres. It's 100% wool. It's machine washable. Um, so it's super quality. I mean, that's why it's the price it is. And we sell it as a top quality. It's it's yeah. just super quality. Yeah. yeah Same as if you I, bought 100% wool for yourself. Yeah, but I'm terrible at washing them. They'll always shrink for me. And you have to wash them with a bit of care and attention. Mm, this is a 40 degree machine wash as it is for any 100% wool. So unless you put it in at a very high temperature, but any wool put in at a high temperature is going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, so in other words, don't be an idiot and wash it at the right yeah, time. And instructions. I have instructions on it quite clearly what to do. <laughs> Good. Okay, yeah. well, that, that'll no, the dog can't read the instructions, but the owner can. The um, owner can. How, how much of your success is built on the fact that 2020, for all of its faults, ended up being a very good year for dogs? Because lots of dogs were bought, uh, lots of dogs were used for walks, lots of dogs kept people sane. Well, I, I started this little company in November 19 and had a reasonable Christmas and was just about to take off in the States. I originally started it with the intention of selling to the States only because it's traditional, it's Irish. And I, I was trying to focus on, on the US market uh, because I, I also put a, uh, an embroidered uh, shamrock on it if if you want so but funny enough as we progressed into lockdown and covid and all of this it just took off in ireland um people i suppose shopping online because it's all online um so i definitely benefited from the whole shop online people looking around on sites like shop in ireland and anything irish craft really has taken off and i'm very much in the middle of that you know yeah, and, and the great thing about your business is it's not just Ursula McGrath who's doing well out of this. You've got the people who are who are making the product as well. And and there's probably a good, as you say, a small army of knitters around the country. So this is this is spreading good at, at a micro level. Well, the, the knitters who knit for me are all older people. So can you imagine what it's doing for them? They're at home. They barely can go to a supermarket and I'm supplying them with full-time knitting. They're just thrilled. I mean, I have had daughters of some of their mother's ringing me up saying what you're doing for my mum is absolutely fantastic at the moment. Right, okay. And so you, they, it really does have it. There's a trickle-down effect. Everybody benefits mm. from it. I, the, the, I love the names, by the way. You've got the Bla the Blarney Topper. What's the Blarney Topper? That's a hat, is it? That's a hat, yep. Mm -hmm. Right, and then yes. there's the Donegal Spirit Hoodie. Yes. Okay, and, and that Emerald obviously has Flair. a hood on it. Yeah, Ember mm -hmm. Flair. And, and, and you have the Connemara sweater, which I presume yes. is the same one that, uh, that that your man wore in the movie and, and has been celebrated around the world because Taylor Swift wore one. It's probably something quite similar, but in dog form. Exactly, exactly. 
<laughs> Fantastic. I, I, I love it. Uh, I really do. Um, I, 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 if you told me a couple of years ago that someone would make a good living out of knitting for dogs, I probably wouldn't have believed you. But then again, somebody told uh, the people who bottled water once that they'd never succeed either. It just takes it takes a, a little bit of innovation and, and, and spirit to get going. You do sell human items as well, do you? Only by special order. I don't stock them because they're such big items. And again, you're talking about special measurements. But absolutely, if a human wants a sweater to match their dog sweater, no problem at all. Okay, so you could go matching. Oh, God, can you imagine the joy in the dog's face uh, when he saw you wearing the same clothes as him? Ursula, look, it's brilliant. It really is. IrishDogDesigns.com is the website if you want to look it up. Um, I, I, I knew... A little bit about the company. I'm delighted now that I know more. Um, IrishDogDesigns.com is the website. Ursula McGrath, absolute pleasure to talk to you and the best of luck in the future. Super. Thank you so much. Thank you. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Right, we better stay with the pet theme um, and talk uh, to a company that has expanded, uh, believe it or not, in retail in 2020. One of the most bizarre years uh, ever in retail history, but these guys are ploughing on. And I didn't realise until recently that they are a completely Irish-owned firm. They now have two outlets in Cork. Shona Kelly is the store operations manager for Equipet, which operates in Blackpool and Mahan Point. Shona, how are you? Hi, Jonathan. How are you doing? I'm grand. Now, tell us about Equipet, because you went from being nowhere in Cork to having two big retail outlets in retail parks. Who are you? Uh, well, we're a fully Irish pet company. Uh, we stock pets and equestrians, so we're kind of a good all-rounder for pretty much everything that has four legs or wings or fins, depending on whatever you're looking for. Uh, we were mainly based up in the northeast for the last or 15 odd years um, and we decided that hey it was a bit of a time for a change and Cork seemed like a lovely place to come visit. Yeah well we're delighted that you're here. The stores are big. I mean when you when you think about pet shops I think traditionally the pet shops would always have been small and not had a huge selection uh, whereas this is this is kind of a, a pet superstore rather than a pet shop. Absolutely. We're trying to make it as easy for our customers as possible that they can walk in and really whatever they need, whether it's pet fashion, pet food, accessories, fish tanks, anything they need, clothing, footwear, they can find it all under one roof, which I think particularly in these times is really important. Um, And your timing, I suppose, was both good and bad, wasn't it? Because when you think about it, opening a store when you couldn't actually trade uh, is always going to be a bit of a challenge. Um, Yes, you you did it uh, and you've traded quite successfully when you could. Um, And and obviously things will come to a conclusion with COVID and you'll be able to trade on hopefully for a long time into the future. So the, the, the timing was probably challenging, to say the least, to open at least your second store in Mahan. Well, we've been very lucky in that pet is uh, counted under essential business. Uh, So at no point have we ever actually had to stop trading, even at the very beginning Ah, when the times were very, very rocky. It's uh, pet welfare. So we were able to stay completely open. Once we put all our proper safety precautions and everything, we're very, very conscious of keeping both our customers and our staff safe in these times. But we never had to close, um, which was brilliant. Yeah, that makes sense. And of course, at the same time, Shona, you had people 
as I mentioned, getting lots of dogs, getting pets, really kind of, you, you couldn't get a dog to, say, to, to, to save your life last year. There was such pressure <laughs> on them. So, I mean, you've kind of hit the market at a good time down here. Well, what we found as particularly this year is that people are paying, whether it's more attention or more interest, either in the pets that they have because they're at home more. So, you know, they're sitting in their office going, oh, what's that smell? Oh, Jesus, the dog's bed looks a bit gammy. Let's get him a new one. <laughs> or they're buying pets as, a, you know, they're home now. They can spend the time. They can get the dog socialized properly with the children. The children are there to enjoy the animal. So we've actually seen a massive lift in kind of interest in pets. So absolutely, it really did help us from a point of view of keeping trading. Um, and you have the not only the smelly dog bed, but the smelly dog sorted as well, because you've got <laughs> grooming rooms at Equipet, don't you? We do indeed. In both our stores, we have grooming salons. Um, so... It's a, a top-notch grooming service that's offered from even just wash and blow dries to the full clip heights, walk-in services where you can just get the nails clipped and stuff. And to be honest, Jonathan, they come out smelling gorgeous. Like some of the girls go into the salon just to put the perfume on that we use on the dogs because it smells so nice. <laughs> we are still talking about dogs, by the way. It, it did sound like you were describing a hair salon there for a second. <laughs> it's, it's as close to a hair salon experience as we can make it. It really does sound like it. Um, look, what's the plan, Shona? You've got the two stores in Cork now, which, as you say, are trading through this crisis. I, 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 you, look, you look like a company going in the right direction. Are you planning further stores? We, are, we, we have ants in our pants. We, we're always planning further stores. Where and when's the, the bigger question, and I, I have no idea at the moment. So at the moment, the focus is on getting particularly Mahan's store because it opened with quite a bang just before Christmas. We really want to get Mahan bedded down, get to meet our customers, get to meet our customers' pets, um, get a feel for what the kind of product they're looking for is so we can adjust our stock to best suit what they need, but really just concentrate on getting Mahan to an amazing level where it's a real destination that people want to go to. Okay, well, do you have the two stores, Blackpool Retail Park and Mahan Point Retail Park is where they are. I mean, we were talking about woolly hats for dogs. I presume that you do you do accessories like that as well. Perhaps not knitted by, by uh, older knitters around the country, but you have lots of accessories for dogs and cats and everything else going with it. Lots and lots of accessories. Knitted jumpers, no knitted hats. Um, it's a very interesting concept and I can't wait to see my first dog with a knitted hat on walk into either of the stores. I'd be delighted to see one of those. But yes, absolutely. Dog clothing from the, the kind of fashion knitted jumpers to the more functional ones that you might use for more of your gun dogs or your working dogs. Um, and then everything from shampoos to leads and collars, toys, treats. It really is as best as we could make it a one-stop shop for your animal. Well, I have to say that, that the last two guests have shown to me that there are dogs getting better treated than I am in this country right now, <laughs> uh, which is saying something. Shoda, we wish you and the team at Equipet the very best of luck. I know you've spent 600 grand on the store in Man Point and 10 extra jobs, which is great news to start 2021 with. Uh, Shona Kelly, Store Operations Manager with Equipet. Thanks for joining us on Red Business. Thank you very much, Jonathan. My thanks, as always, to all of my guests. Here's hoping 2021 picks up a pace in the next few months. If you have a story for us, redbusiness at redfm.ie. Myra Hayes-Goff was the producer, and we will catch you on the next one. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork.